With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Jake from the Total Screamers podcast. The Premier League's in full swing and that means it's time to throw on your club shirt and make sure you don't take a nasty tackle below the waist. Our partners at Manscaped are here so you stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below the waist grooming needs with the code SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. That's SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you may be. Welcome back to the Total Screamers podcast. I normally get that bit wrong, but I got it right this week. You just did. Well, you, got wrong, so. you got it did wrong, mate. You got it wrong again. Yeah, but I'll see more screamers. Oh, my God. I'll get the start, mate. I'll get the start. Same old Great start. Great. So, should we start again? So we start again. I'm sure I've done it on Instagram as well today. I said the total screamers. And then when I was no, advertising you... it last night, I said the total screamers. You got perhaps it. You just, speak perhaps you should just give me a job, Simo. Perhaps you just, you know, <laughs> perhaps I should just come on work for you a lot. Um, good evening to you all who are joining us live. We hope you are all well. Welcome back, um, as I said, to the same old screamers podcast where tonight we are going to talk about things that happened at the weekend and so forth. Joining me this evening... A man who needs new introduction is Dan. How are you, sir? I'm all good. Pleasure to be here, boys. Always enjoy this um, on Tuesday night. It's always good banter. And every time we come on, Liverpool can't win, so it's always funny talking to Simo. <laughs> uh, but every time we come on, we can't laugh too hard because Arsenal never win either. <laughs> we, so, yeah, well, we yeah. just <laughs> laugh at that. You know, those are the glass and that. Oh, unbelievable. Goodness, but I'm good, mate. mate. But I'm good. Good. Simo, how are you? Very well, mate. Very well. Good. You sure about that? 
Well, you didn't I'm sure, mate. Too, yeah, you know you what sure? I mean. But, you sure? Yeah, I'm lying. You know, you know fine well I'm lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know fine well that I am lying and why I'm lying. But, you know, um, I'm very well, mate. <laughs> Making his debut this evening. He is part of the Total Screamers um, team, but this is his first Same Old Screamers podcast. Uh, Billy, how are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm all right, mate, I think. Um, I think I am anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I am. Do you know, actually, right, just before we start, I actually saw the most amazing thing today. Totally away from football. I saw there, there was a dead basking shark washed up on the beach, and I went down to have a look at it. But I'll tell you what, boys, I've never seen nothing like it in my life. Unbelievable. It's actually very sad. I put a video up, actually, on YouTube. Go and watch it on YouTube. Very a sad. Shark. A dead basking shark. There was one washed up three days ago on my local beach. It was washed up on the sand. Everyone down to have a look at it, of course. I didn't get down to have a look at it because it's very busy down there. Then the team of scientists turned up, cut it up, took it away to the laboratory for uh, analysis. And then yesterday I put my phone on. There was another one washed up on the rocks about five miles down the beach from it. So I went to have a look at that one. I reckon what happens is Craig got bored of carp fishing, so went for something a bit bigger. (laughs) No, that's mate, I'll tell you what. That's good. See, that seems too coincidental. I think yeah, you're sick fisherman. Oh, do you know what? I fancy one of those. I gave up carp fishing a long time ago. I'm a, oh, I'm a sea fisherman now. Sea fisherman, sea fisherman. Just before we get going, remember that there is a new link in the description for you to go and day note to the podcast. We are now YouTube monetization free. No super chats, no memberships, no adverts. Um, if, so if an advert comes on this, I want to know. Um, the link is in the description. Uh, so so humbled. So so many of you have um, donated already. I'm on my way to the goal. So if you like what you see, if you like what you hear, and you enjoy what enjoy what we do, you might go over and uh, I don't know, buy us an old beer or something like that. That would be very generous of you. I will get the link scrolling in a minute, and it is in the link um, in the description. Shall we start off, boys? The top four race is getting very very interesting, and the team I want to talk about first, Dan. Come mm. to you, mate. Is Leicester City uh, get, got their win against Crystal Palace two one? All but qualified for the Champions League now. What a well-run club, Dan. What a mm. well-run club. Scouting network on fire. Um, what they've brought in over the years went out. Got Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers not been swayed by any other managerial job. He's sticking. He's. I mean, look, he's turned down a Tottenham job today. Don't blame him. Who wants to go and manage them? Um, <laughs> But what a club, Dan. A bit of class. They're a bit of class in the Premiership, and I, I think they deserve a mention. Very, you know, They're going to qualify for the Champions League, unless a catastrophe happens. Like but they're going to qualify. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like last season. They're going to qualify by the looks of it. Dan, talk to us about Leicester City. There weren't really a side that I looked or showed much interest in until they won the league, if I'm honest with you. It was such a fluke, such a one-off. And since then... I think everybody expected them to get like relegated the next season, all their players leave. But what they've done is they've been so good with their recruitment and they've replaced players very, very well. So Harvey Barnes has got in uh, when Mares left, Kante left. I thought, how the hell are you going to replace him? They got in Didi. You know, Danny Drinkwater's gone. They've got in the James Madisons of this world. I think at the back as well, when Harry Maguire come in, you thought, you know, he's going to be solid. And then he went for a ridiculous amount of money. And it's like he's never been. You know, they've got in Suyuncu, they've got in Wesley for Farner, who was Saliba's partner, who was actually not as highly rated as Saliba, but he's been fantastic as well. Um, they've lost Ben Chilwell, you know, Chelsea. They just get Castagna who comes straight in. Justin James comes in. Their recruitment is outstanding. I mean, oh, ridiculously no. good, you know. Um, they've only really managed to keep hold of Jamie Vardy and perhaps uh, Mark Albrighton as well as Casper Schmeichel. But 
they've actually managed to really keep themselves a real strong side. And sometimes when you get all these players in, you can hardly gel. But I think that's why Brendan Rodgers has to take a lot of credit because I think what he has done and he has... I've been guilty in the past of having a bit of guy at Brenda for, for shitting the bed towards the end of the season. And I think that he's <laughs> potentially going to do that again because that's what he sometimes does do. However, I'm really, really kind of proud, really, to see that a team like Leicester City can stay in with the big the big six. Let's be honest, they deserve to be in the six other than Arsenal and Spurs mm. in the last few seasons mm, because absolutely. they won the league before the both of us. They've kept in the race for that. They've been in the Champions League and the Europa League as kind of the last few seasons like we have. And too right, they should be up there. In the FA Cup final this season, if they get in the Champions League and FA Cup, believe it or not, Brendan Rodgers uh, does deserve to be one of the candidates for manager of the season, in my opinion. Oh, massively. I mean, I remember laughing when Brendan, Brendan Rogers went to them. I was like, <laughs> coming down from Celtic to go and manage Leicester. He, he won't last five minutes. But, oh, humble pie in my belly. What a job he's done. And, and certainly a man I'd have at Arsenal. Absolutely no problem with having Brendan Rogers come to manage Arsenal. But when you sit back here, why would he? Why would he want to come to and manage Arsenal? Why would he, you know, Simo, why would he want to go and manage Spurs? Why would he want to go and manage Arsenal? when he's got his Leicester City team firing, FA Cup final, Champions League round the corner, no reason for him to want to leave Leicester. No, not in the season that's, that's coming. Um, he obviously wants to be the manager that t- that's, that's managing yet again Leicester City in the Champions League, which is uh, some achievement, to be honest. I mean, I just want to hit on the, the points that Dan made, which were um, exactly what I wanted to say is Leicester and the recruitment has been like second to none in the league. Uh, in my opinion, in terms of replacing players um, mm. and getting, do you know what they do really well as well? They get the money's worth for yeah. their players. Mm. You know, if they want to come back, if you want to come in and take our best centre back or you want to come in and take Ben Chilwell, you're going to need to pay upwards, uh, you know, 50, 60, 70 million pounds, you know. Um, and I think they're really looking at that. In terms of would Brendan Rodgers want to go manage Arsenal and Spurs? Potentially one day. You know, it might not always be Rosie at Leicester, although they, they are very well running. I don't really see them going into a sharp decline anytime soon because of the squad they've managed to build. I think there's too many quality players in that squad for like one or two to go and then it to be too destructive, um, especially when they have such young players that are on the up. James Madison is on the up. Harvey Barnes is on the up. Um, Kelechi Iheanacho was a player I was raving about. Just he was... He was getting his break uh, he's done a superb job he's 12 goals in 9 games currently right now Ian Acho which is which is blinding for him um, and, and you know he's, he's got Jamie Vardy to learn for him and there's not much be- there's not many better centre forwards in the, in the league from uh, t- from to learn his trade from and a really really good place the only time I could probably see Bren Rodgers going to Arsenal Spurs is if they got new ownership and mm. they really showed a lot of ambition and uh, mm. how they were running the club in terms of you know competing for league titles etc yeah. etc Absolutely, man. I mean, you know, lovely. They've got a lovely stadium there as well. You know, they've really, really cemented themselves as, you know, an elite Premier League team. But Billy, it could have been a lot different, couldn't it? I mean, that tragic accident with their owner. Mm. Um, of that, I mean, I remember watching that on Sky Sports that night. Um, where, where, that tragic accident uh, where their, their chairman was killed and, uh, you know, the pilot and a, a couple of others killed along with them. That could have really, really hurt Leicester, you know, the players, you know, the mental health of the players. Mm-hmm. Um, this, that, and the other. But it, although it was a tragedy, you know, the players, you know, they stayed professional and, and they're reaping the rewards from kind of staying professional and not letting things get to them. Because, I mean, that must be a horrible thing as a player to have to go out and walk onto that pitch every week knowing 
you know, what's happened because they were all very close to him. You, you know, you, we all read about yeah. what Jamie Vardy said, what uh, what Cashbus Michael said about him. Uh, you know, he wasn't just their chairman. He was a big father figure, big father figure to them as well. Um, so credit, you know, credit to the players because, you know, it could have gone, could have gone the other way. Yeah, it could quite easily have gone the other way. And I think it shows the strength of the players as well to be able to go through that and stay, as you say, stay as professional as they did. And then for the, um, for his son to then come in and do his dad's job, if you like, it shows maturity from his side mm-hmm. and to keep on doing the same good job that his dad was doing as well. As you say, they're a brilliantly run club. And I think the way that they are being run is certainly something that I think a lot of clubs could and should look at to try and copy. I think I'd really like to see Villa. I think we are doing it now, the way that our club's being run. I really like it. Um, And I think using teams like Leicester as like a copycat kind of thing, if you know what I mean, I think it's a really good thing for clubs to to do, you know? Mm. Talking about Aston Villa... Are you worried about Jack Grealish? Um, are you, I've got I've got an Aston Villa supporting mate here in Ireland, right? Mm-hmm. Very good mate of mine, Sean. And when he, when he signed his new contract, I texted him and I said he's just safeguarded you, hasn't he? And he went, "Yep, the boy is <laughs> the boy is Villa through and through. He signed a new contract, new long contract. So if anyone wants to come in and get him, it's a hundred, you know, it's eighty, ninety, hundred million. He safeguarded yeah. us, and we get to keep him. Would you agree with that that, that kind of reasoning? Yeah, I'd completely agree, to be honest with you. And I, I can't see him leaving this summer either, to be honest. I think the I just touched on the owners that we've got now and the ownership uh, really showing ambition at the club. And one of the owners part owns um, the Milwaukee Bucks in America as well in the NBA. And they've just uh, signed up um, the MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo, for another few seasons, who's... I mean, he's an incredible basketball player. If you like the, if you enjoy the NBA, but to to be able to keep some someone like that, it just shows the ambition of them in America as well. And transferring that over to England and Villa, it's brilliant. So yeah, I've got no worries that Jack Grealish is going to stay. If I'm being honest with you, yeah, I don't want to be on a rush. He's he's on 150 grand a week. And he's on a five year deal. And yeah, he's very exactly. well protected. And a, yeah, absolutely. But I've, a handful like, of clubs. Like I said, like like you know, when I was talking to my mate Sean about it, he was saying, like, you know, he safeguarded the club. He's Villa through and through. Mm. You know, he, he signed that length of contract to say, okay, well, look, if someone big does come in for me, you're going to have to pay top dollar, yeah. and you know, and and he knows that that money's going to go to the club. So, I hope he don't leave Villa because, well, unless he comes to Arsenal, of course. But um, <laughs> he's such a fantastic player. Um, I love watching him, and you know. In his early in his early days, you didn't really think that he was going to turn out as good as he has. To be honest with you, mm. um, he's strong. He can pass. He, you know, he can read a game. He can dictate a game. He's one of those players that you want on the pitch to, to pick. You know, will pick everyone up, get them around a the scruff of the neck, um, and get them playing again. You know, so we'll we'll see. We'll see, Billy. Where he's uh, an Aston yeah. Villa player next season. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. He's right, mate. Dan, what about the Hammers, mate? What about those Hammers? West Ham United. Um, on the brink of champions, you know, on the brink of Champions League football. West Ham. Yeah, I, I wasn't so sure that they were going to stay up there and um, I still don't think they will get it. But you've got to admire what they've done and what David Moyes has done. I mean, I look at the situation with how well he has got that poor side playing. Let's be honest, they're not outstanding, are they? You know, um, and... 
the recruitment again, I have to big up. I do, because I think that Suchek and Sufal have been fantastic for them. And they formed a partnership in the middle now, which looks to have worked next to Declan Rice, which I think he's come into his own. I wasn't a huge fan of the lad over the last couple of seasons, didn't get the hype. And then now I can see why people have started to mention how good the lad could be, because he's still got potential. I think as well, when you look at, you know, getting the best out of recruitment and getting the best out of players that were particularly washed up. Jesse Lingard has been superb um, for West Ham and he's really given them a lease of life. And I said on here only a couple of weeks ago that he looks to have fitted into a team spirit that seems to have been lifted at West Ham United. And I think that Moyes must take some credit for that and the coaching staff. And this is my thing about Mikel Artel because we're seeing with worse players that West Ham have got, a manager lift the team to Champions League spots, which everyone thought Arsenal were probably going to do after their FA Cup win. And we haven't seen that because, in my opinion, Arteta isn't a good enough manager. But David Moyes clearly has never been a bad manager. He was good at Preston, good at Everton. Yeah, Went to absolutely. Manchester United, was never going to take over from Ferguson and unfortunately got scapegoated out and then obviously went to Raul Sociedad, which was the wrong move for him. Um, and he's come back and he's done well with West Ham. He has. He's done really, really well. And will they get it? I'm not so sure. All I will say is that is one of the most ridiculous sendings off I've ever seen oh. in the history of the game. If you are going to get sent off for kicking a ball up the field, then the game has gone. But West Ham, I'm not so sure, but go for yeah. it. Hang on now a second about that challenge. Last week, we spoke about the challenge up in Manchester City. I've forgotten who done it now. Um, and I was hammered because I said that wasn't a red card. What we've seen at West Ham is exactly the same thing. The one at Manchester City, he went in for the ball. He got the ball and the momentum carried him up. Yes, okay, he's hit. He's gone up and he's hit Gabriel Jesus. I'm not I'm not I'm not denying that. And then the next week we see it happen again with the same result. A a, a player who's kicking a football and the momentum I mean, what's he has anyone ever stopped their leg dead after play after kicking a football? <laughs> anyone who kicks a football. Anyone who kicks anything, anything. that goes up's got to come back down, hasn't it? <laughs> exactly. Do you know anyone who kicks, you know, kick the cat up the ass because it's in the way or whatever. But like you, you, you can't stop, you know, you can't stop your leg from following through. And for me, those two decisions were not red cards. And I hate to go on about it again, but VAR has, VAR has got to be sorted out in the Premier League for next year. If you can't sort it out, just get rid of it. Because it said- is ruining it. It's ruining the game, Dan. Look at what happened against Fulham. People, you know, Arsenal fans are hammering the manager. Get that, right? I get that. But to play devil's advocate to it, if that goal goes in against Fulham, the game has changed. Arsenal would have probably gone on to win 2-3-4-0. I'm quite convinced of that, right? If the one against Everton is given, all right, I don't think it was, I, I, I don't think the challenge was a penalty. I said that last night. I don't think it was a penalty. I just don't think, I thought, I thought you made a meal of it. But, you know, if that one goes in, it changes the game again. And Arsenal probably go on to win the game. VAR is costing teams points. This was supposed to be the the, the most uncontroversial season w- with bringing it in, and it's turned out to be the most controversial season. Mm. What, what is going on then? It is the most controversial season we've ever had. I mean, even last season was as well. I think the rules are crap. No one gets them. No one understands what a handball is. No one understands where you're offside. All these stupid lines are coming up and everyone's supposed to be a Philadelphia lawyer to understand what the hell's going on. No one gets it. Yeah, it sucks. VAR is very awful refereeing. That's what it stands for. It is absolutely <laughs> appalling. 
Yeah, it's appalling, shambolic, the decision-making. Chris Kavanagh looks just like you, by the way, Craig. I always say it. But I know, I don't look screen. like Chris Kavanagh, for God's sake. I look nothing <laughs> like him. Three times. I do not look. No, I don't. That screen. Three times he looked at that screen to work out whether Bob went and he decided to be sent off. And I'm thinking, what's he looking at, this lad? What yeah. is going on here? What is he actually, does he actually think, get him off. That was, get him off, you know. What's he actually looking, what's going through his mind? Mm. And when they go over to these screens, they can't have these idiots in their ears. They've got to go over and say, right, I've given a penalty. I'm going to go look at that make sure it was. Nobody in your ear rolls, just say it. Oh, yep, I was right. It was a penalty, and I still believe it's a penalty. I'm going to give the penalty. Not this, oh, old Jeff, yes, well, just see if he's clipped him there. Look at his toe. Make sure his toe is not on that. Yeah, line. yeah, yeah. His line up, yeah. and we've got this here. Mm. And all that in his ears, and he's thinking, what the hell do I do now then? Because yeah. I'm seeing a penalty, and they're saying perhaps it isn't. I've got to now look at that line, that toe. I've got to look at what's hit what. I'm done with it. I can't stand it. It needs to be either the rules change because VAR works, yeah? Let's be honest. It's, it's, no, it does. VAR is just a replay. That's mm. all it is. So the, the, that's not wrong. The system don't, is, is fine. It's the rules that suck and the bad officials. They're so bad. I don't see any of this controversy in the Champions League or Europa League. No. I only see Or it any other league. league. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's shocking. Let's go. Let's see, man. Let's talk to you before. I want, there's, there's, a couple of, there's a couple of instances I want to talk about. But I want to come to you first, mate, and talk about the Callum Wilson one, if, if I can get your honest opinion. It's not for handball. me. That's a. It's not handball. How is that handball? He goes in. He hits the shot. By, it comes by back. the letter of the law. By the letter of the law, is is handball. There can't. Uh, by the new by the new laws of the game, uh, there can't coming be a in handball. Next year. Well, the, the, that's uh, not handball next year. <laughs> why, why, why is that not handball? If it's any... not handball, if it's not handball next year, <laughs> why is it handball <laughs> now? Bring in the rule uh, now. Don't don't <laughs> don't worry about next year. The, the, by the letter of the law, it's any any contact with the with the hand that leads to a goal scored a goal scored uh, and the phase of play is is given handball. But the, but Callum Wilson can't do anything about it. The ball travels no distance, like a yard or so. Callum Wilson can't get out of the way. His, his arm is not in an unnatural position. For mm. me, it's not handball. Okay, the keeper's made yeah. a poor a poor attempt. It, 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 it's bounced off Callum Wilson. He's got every right to score that goal for me. Um, and as he, as he should, but by the letter of law, as it's handball, and I don't think people want to see goals. Don't want to see goals chalked off. Um, Newcastle went, and they got the, they got the point anyway. They they should have had three. Liverpool folded. Um, fold, not great, <laughs> were they? <laughs> Awful. Like nothing else I've ever seen in the last ten fifteen minutes of that game. I've never seen Liverpool as weak as they were in that last 10, 15 minutes of that game, uh, to be pinned back by Newcastle is laughable. You know, we get nearly half <laughs> players that went up for ball player of the year, Ballon d'Or, you know, world, uh, world keeper of the year, everything on that pitch um, said that, that Newcastle had absolutely no right to press no, no. Um, Liverpool the way. But go, go back on to VAR. Like Dan said, you can't blur the cameras. The camera's just an object. Yeah, <laughs> the camera's doing all that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you blame yeah, no, no, no. When we but say cameras, no VAR, we just don't yeah. want the men that operate VAR to operate it in, in the matter that they're doing. Very VAR true. is Why fine. Not, you know, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Get, get a different organisation in. Yeah. Billy, I, well, I'll say this to you, Billy, right? Get rid of the get rid of the EFA officials in VAR and bring in people from the outside to, mm. to, to do VAR. Let the Premier League ref, ref the game and then let the people in the box tell him how crap he is <laughs> in his ear and say, what are you doing? No wonder there's no English referees going to the World Cup or Euros. Mm. Look at the state of you lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know whether whether that's the solution, but yeah, something needs to happen. I think would be if I was in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I think, as you say, the problem with 
VAR is the is the clowns in charge, isn't it? It's the clowns that are making the decisions. As as Simo just said, the um the cameras don't lie. What they're watching back is exactly how it happened and how they can say that that Balbuena was a red card, how they can say that that was a handball for Callum Wilson. I know by the letter of the law, technically it is, but it's just a joke. We get, we're seeing things that are handball that ju- it just shouldn't be a rule, should it? It just, it's just ridiculous. I don't understand why with the handball rule, why it had to be changed. Everyone knew what handball was. Everyone knew what ball to hand was. Why Why did it have to be changed? Yeah. See, the thing about it is, Billy, without VAR, that's a goal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So and the letter it, of it law says... It should with or without VAR. Yeah. Well, the letter of law says you can't... The ball can't come off, you know, your hand, this, that and the other. But who saw who saw it happen? It happened so quick. The we sit here... The handball was only changed to accommodate VAR. That's the only reason it was changed. It was to accommodate VAR. But my point is, right, we're sitting here, right, and you're doing your nut... Simo saying it was handball, it was handball, it shouldn't have been a goal. Mm. You know, but and we're saying, well, it was a goal, unlucky, ha ha. But that's <laughs> taking, again, that's taking more out of the game. You can't, like I said to Dan yesterday on the same old Arsenal, like, when was the last time you actually celebrated a goal? Because you're sitting there and you're going, okay, let's wait here now to see if this, uh, see if the linesman puts his flag up or is someone going to say something or, and even the players when they celebrate, no, none of the players celebrate anymore. They just turn around and go, oh, dearie me. Um, you know, is this going to be a goal or is it going to get ruled out by VAR? Something has got to be done with it. I mean, take the the Arsenal game against Fulham. Um, the uh, Saka given offside because of his nostril hair. That's the only way, that's the only thing I could see <laughs> what was offside. Given offside, pathetic. And then Fulham go up the other end and they get a penalty, right? Not given offside. His hand was offside, right? But I get that you can't, you know, you can't give offside from a, a, a part of the body that can't be scored with a goal. Then we see Nicolas Pepe, his, his arm in an offside position, and it's offside. All I'm asking for here is for some consistency. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm asking for with it, and someone that can do the job properly. Um, anyway, we'll move on because <laughs> I'm getting cross. <laughs> I'm getting mad. Um, uh, some breaking news coming in there uh, from the Cronkies are not willing to sell. I don't believe that because Stan Cronkey is a businessman and everyone's got a price. We shall see um, how that turns out. I think there's more protest planned, Dan, isn't there? Uh, more protest planned for May um, to get them out, Cronky out, more Cronky out protests. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I think there's a bit of. I think there's a bit of traction going on with this Spotify story. It's Daniel Eck or whatever his name is. Um, I think there might be a bit of traction. Do you, Dan? Do you mean a bit of traction to that? Yeah, so the I only thing, the only thing that puts me, the only the only thing that makes me wonder about that, right, is if he does buy Arsenal and he brings in Dennis Kurt Bergkamp, he brings in Patrick Vieira, and he brings in Thierry Henry. That's it for them. They can't go coaching anywhere or anything. That's it because there's obviously the big com- you know the big conflict of interest. Um, so what do you reckon? Any any truth to this or? Well, I think there's truth to it. I'm not sure it will happen. <clears throat> I think that they, there is truth to it. I think that Daniel Wex's an Arsenal fan. He's always been an Arsenal fan, went to Highbury, went to the Emirates. And his Spotify 
meetings. He has the games on on his laptop, apparently, if they're clashing with it because he's that much of a gooner. So that's obviously good because I'd like the owner to be an Arsenal fan because they would care about the club. Bringing three legends with him would be good. Um, they're obviously going to be able to freshen up our board, which is dinosaurs or clueless novices. So that would be good because they play for the club. They understand what the badge means. They understand what it means to play for the club. And there'll obviously already be that connection with the fan base there, which won't be hard to to build. So I think it, it makes sense and it would be great. I'd love to see it. I mean, listen, I'd rather have Postman Pat than Kroenke at the moment. I can't stand the geezer. <laughs> so... Um, it's not about how rich you are. It's about how ambitious you are because you need to be rich to be a, a, a football owner. It's about um, getting the understanding of where you want Arsenal to be. And I think Daniel Ek will want Arsenal to be challenging because that's where Arsenal should be. That was the whole reason we knocked our stadium down to move to the Emirates. And mm. um, that's where we should be going. So if he has the, the, the ambition to be competing with the Barcelonas and Bayern Munichs and Real Madrid's, then yes, please. Because Kroenke says that he does, but he doesn't have a clue who Arsenal are. He, he doesn't even know what colour we play in. You know, he's never yeah, at the game. I heard that story. That was definitely him. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that's the way definitely him. Yeah, it was against uh, Villa, wasn't it? In the 2015 Cup final when you were in yellow or something instead? <laughs> No, I think it was in the Emirates. I think it oh, was, was in it the really? Emirates. Yeah, oh, God, we that were, makes it so yeah. much worse. Do you know what it? I mean? Like the, the whole, the whole ground is red. Like, do, yeah. <laughs> do, do you know? Oh, what team are we? Oh, yeah, we're the yellow ones. Like, do, do you know what I mean? It's like, hello. He was waiting for the. Uh, he was waiting for the quarterback to come on. I think as well. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, like where's the rest defense. of the? Where, where's the? Where's the rest of the lines on the pitch, man? Like, <laughs> what's the ball round? What's the ball round? Yeah. What's the ball what, round what's for? What's the net thing? Yeah, yeah, that's the funny. Where are the breaks? Where is, it's it. been fifteen minutes. Where's the yeah. ad breaks? Where's the chair leaders? Touchdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very can nice. I can I patch in about the the Arsenal ownership? Just, just you can of course, mate. You can of course. Um, you, you you got a few quid? Have you, I, are you are you putting? Are you throwing your hand in the ring? Semi-interested. <laughs> Probably announced on this uh, on the same old Arsenal. <laughs> but, but what I was going to say is, it wouldn't surprise me if there is breaking news that Kroenke said he's not willing to sell. This is clearly just, if it is, it's clearly just posturing um, and trying to drive up the price. Arsenal Football Club. Daniel Ek has came out publicly and said he's interested, and he's already he's made contact with Thierry Henry, uh, Deris Bergkamp, and Patrick Vieira. That to me says he is serious about um, making a viable bid for Arsenal Football Club, uh, and Kroenke is going to want to squeeze every single penny that he can out that. Um, you've just seen in the chat there he's doing an interview tomorrow that's um, right 2.45pm yeah. um, and I'd imagine he'll be he's been very good with his politics in terms of approaching this deal Daniel Ek has he's obviously he's built he's built a hundred billion pound company <laughs> um, yeah. and, and the shape of Spotify he's helped, he's helped build that and you know I, I think having a businessman like that in charge uh, well with the although like a lot of people Google his net worth and it'll only say three billion only. Uh, but go ahead, Ben. As CEO and one of the founders of Spotify, a lot of the money that's tied up within Spotify, he actually has access to in terms of borrowing and and putting Hopefully that up he'll as take it to the top of the charts, Craig. Um, yeah, no, should, yeah. Can you just put us at the top of the charts? I've already sent. I, I already already sent him a tweet asking, did he want to come on and have a chat? He hasn't replied to me yet, which I think is uh, a bit rude. But um, you know, Daniel, if you're watching music. this. If you're watching this, Daniel, you're more than welcome to come on and uh, tell us all uh, what it is you're going to be doing. Billy, I don't know, is it a bit of a PR exercise for him as well Mm. to get the Spotify brand out there, you know, 
you know, yeah. not everyone knows what Spotify Billy's is. Just, Billy's already had a chat with him. Look at his background. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's sponsored. He's sponsored by it's Spotify. Um, Hashtag Aiken. <laughs> I mean, like, that's in the back of my mind as well. Is he being a bit, you know, is he being a bit devious? Is he, oh, I can say that I'm right. You know, I own Spotify. I'll say that I'm, say that I'm going to buy them. Then my brand name gets thrown all over the place. Um, you seen yesterday that um, his his premium membership has gone up from fourteen ninety nine to sixteen ninety nine or whatever. <laughs> Obviously, he's he's thinking ahead, perhaps you know Mbappe, you know at the Arsenal at the yeah, carpet. Yeah, can I get on for? Um, do you know? So, any is, is the back of my head thoughts silly or are they not? Um, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I'll be a bit <laughs> I think you've I think you've certainly got a point there. Um but no I don't see why as you said Dan he's an Arsenal fan he's been to Highbury he's been to uh the Emirates as well. He's loved loved Arsenal since the day he can remember. Um so I don't see why it would be uh um uh PR stunt but no it's certainly interesting that thought though. I mean yeah, I, I don't think it is personally, but it thing is you've also got Spurs fans cancelling their Spotify subscriptions as well because they don't want to they don't want to fund your <laughs> you summer, get that, summer mate. transfer. That's Spurs window. fans for you, mate. That's Spurs fans for you. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know to be honest with you. I don't think it is a PR stunt. I genuinely think he is interested. But yeah, it's certainly an interesting one though to think about. Well, I hope I'm it's praying. true. I'm praying. Yeah, praying. I, I, you know, <laughs> of course, I hope it's true. Um, dog fur, what a great name! That, that probably goes down as the best, the best <laughs> name I've seen so far. Actually, no chance that rat will sell. I don't know, mate. Um, I think will. every business. Yeah, I think every price. businessman, every businessman um, has got has got a price. Uh, Spotify have recently launched a joint venture with Facebook, and they've also upped the premiums. Up went two pound. That's right. Um, so yeah, perhaps he is, you know, perhaps he is, I don't know. I don't know. Billy, I want to come back to you, right? And I want to talk about this, uh, European Super League. I want to get, you know, I want to get the view of a, of a, of a supporter that wasn't, you know, wasn't involved in it because obviously Aston Villa wasn't, um, proposed to be in it. Although Aston Villa have more right to be in it than Arsenal, probably, or Aston Villa have more see, right. You can see just behind my shoulder. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, I can remember going to the Emirates three or four, three or four times. Aston Villa, and all on the tube and in the ground, all you sung was "Have you ever won a European Cup?" <laughs> all game. So yeah, so, need some new songs. But um, what, what what was your thought? What what was your thoughts on on, on that? You know, I mean, do you do you, do you blame the fans? You know, do, oh, you support Arsenal. You, you you bloody tried to leave us in the loop, or you, you know, I mean, or you know, are supporters out there who weren't? You know, are there are there are there daggers at the owners of these clubs? You know, um, it's certainly no hard feelings towards the supporters, the players, the managers, because they were just as anonymous as the rest of us. You know, um, but yeah, I think that so. Sorry. <laughs> You're all right, mate. No problem. Just catch my words there. Um, no, I wasn't opposed to uh, a Premier League where Villa and Everton are the best two teams, mind you. But um, <laughs> no, I I didn't like it at all. I think the Premier League does need the big six teams in, if you want to call them the big six. 
But yeah, there's certainly no hard feelings towards fans or anything like that. I mean, it was just echoing your concerns, really, of the football pyramid in general, the relegation, the promotion, the the dream that I have of watching my team lift the Europe or the Champions Leagues, it's called now. As my di- as my dad saw in 1982, he was there in the stadium. It's all I dream of. One day, hopefully, seeing Villa win the Champions League. So I was... I was hoping that it wouldn't go through, and fortunately, that wish has come true, or so we think, anyway. Unless, well, yeah, I mean, they're saying through. he's saying that um, he's saying that they might have left, they've left it, but they're not. You know, mm. the idea of it is is still there. You know, going back to the top four race, Simo, Chelsea and Liverpool. Chelsea, I think might do it. I think Chelsea. I think Chelsea will do it. Any chance for time. any chance for Liverpool at all? Uh, a very, very outside chance. We'd, they would need a lot of Liverpool. We'd need a lot of help from um, outside sources. They would need Chelsea to drop off. They would need um, West Ham to drop off severely. Uh, if I was to predict the, the top four here and now, um, obviously Manchester City are going to win the league. Manchester United will probably come in second. Uh, Leicester City will probably come in third or fourth, and, and Chelsea will be up there right now. Mm. Uh, they've not lost under Tuchel in the Premier League. Oh, I cancel that. Uh, <laughs> West Brom. Um, but the 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 form he's got him playing and he's organised that side and um, all the talent that that Frank overlooked he's he's managed to dig out and mm. create a really resilient side and they're going to come up against Real Madrid and I think Real Madrid are actually going to have a bit of a I'm looking time forward to that uh, yeah um, tonight with Real Madrid playing them at home um, I think yeah Chelsea are going to be too consistent in the running for anybody else to get a look in and I think David Moyes will probably get his Europa League football in fifth place. Uh, which deservedly so he's done some job with the resources available to him but that's my prediction for top four would be mm. um, Chelsea, Leicester, Man United and Man City Dan mentioned Brendan Rodgers for manager of the year but I mean if West Ham got European football I can't see how you can't give it to I can't see how David Moyes doesn't get it I, I, you know what, like for, he's been formidable this season he's been great and like you said earlier on you know when he left Everton to join Manchester United anyone going into that job was was doomed you can't go into that dressing room full of all those egos and not be Alex Ferguson. Do you know? <laughs> you know like, they had so so much um, so much respect for Alex Ferguson, and another fella's coming through the door. I mean, they must have they must have treated him. They must have treated him awfully. They did treat him awfully, didn't they? they didn't want him there. You could see the you know the performances on the pitch. Then, as you say, he goes to Real Sociedad. Awful move. Um, but he's back. You know, back in the Premier League now, and, and he's doing really, really well at West Ham. And you know, nothing. Nothing but love for him. Nothing but he's done really, really well. And like I said, if if it goes down to a vote, um, he's got to get it for me. Got to get it for me. Dan, the Premier League Hall of Fame. Uh, all these players that, uh, that, that are in for it. Most of them are Arsenal players, I'd like to add. It's the Invincibles team, isn't it? That's it. Hall of Fame. There you go. It's done. <laughs> Best team to play in the Premier League. It's done. Um, <clears throat> conversation over. Yeah. It's yours gold, oh, is that, is that it, boys? Is that it, boys? It's yours gold, is it? It's yours gold? No, it's not. Oh, no. Liverpool fans now, they've won the league, think they've got, got, all the, uh, got all the answers. But no, Dan, seriously. Um, Premier, uh, Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer to go in first, um, and it's gone off to a vote then for the rest of them. But, you know, Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer, two magnificent, magnificent strikers uh, of, of their generation. I mean, we were lucky enough to support, you know, to support the club that Thierry Henry played for. We've seen him do some 
magical, magical things. Um, ones that are coming into my head now, the goal away at Real Madrid in the Champions League, uh, the goal against Manchester United uh, when he flicked it up and turned and volleyed it. Oh, the last-minute goal against Manchester United at the Emirates. The 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 one where he run through the Liverpool defence. The one where he run through the Spurs defence. You know, we could sit here all night talking about Thierry Henry and about how good he was. But Alan Shearer as well, another class, absolute world-class striker who I thought was going to go to Manchester United um, when he when he left Blackburn Rovers when he had that great partnership with Chris Sutton. They couldn't stop scoring the SOS, as they called them. Won the league. Um, I really thought he was going to go to Manchester United, but went with his heart and went back to his, you know, went back to his hometown club. First of all, we'll start with Thierry Henry. Dan, how good was he? Um, in your opinion, how good was he? You know, I mean, when he came in, I can remember when he came in. People would, oh god, here we go, another Vengus. Oh god, who's this geezer? Another French? Do you know what I mean? Another, another French? Oh bloody hell! I mean, you know, the rest is history, mate. Yeah, the, the the I think you kind of uh, forget how good players are um, sometimes. With this guy, I don't think there's anybody you can not appreciate how good that he was because I think for me, between the years of 2003 and 2006, he was the best player in the world. Um, I think only Ronaldinho come close to him, if I'm honest with you. Um, and I look back and think, was I biased? But I don't think I was because I think most people saw how good the guy was in terms of his uh, his ability up front. I think that he would probably be classed as one of the greatest strikers ever. I think he's right up there with R9. I think he's probably in the in the mix. You look at like Pele and Maradona, and then you've obviously got Henri and and the likes of of uh, of those strikers. So I do think we're talking about one of the greatest players ever here, not just in the Premier League. So I think it's obvious an obvious choice. Um, what I loved about Thierry was not the fact that he was just pure pace and power and finishing. He's actually assist record is phenomenal. And you don't normally get that with a striker. You know, you know, you get two types. You really, you get the ones that just score, the Vanessa Roy's, and 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 if the finishes like Ian Wright, right, he was one of them. And you get the players who can do much more than that. And started on the left, came up front, and I think we witnessed one of the best strikers ever in the Premier League. So that is my why I think it's obvious that he gets in the greatest Premier League striker, in my opinion was Thierry Henry um, and Alan Shearer uh, right up there as well. I think the only thing I'll say about Alan Shearer, I loved the loyalty, absolutely loved it. But I think he goes under a pre- under the radar and underappreciated because he was at Newcastle. If he would have gone mm. to a Manchester United and won trophies like Andy Cole did of the same era, I think we'd be talking, we'd be putting him even higher than we are already. Yeah. To score that many goals, I think he's got, we talked about Jack Grealish earlier. He's got he will be, he will go down as one of the greatest potentially players in the Premier League if he goes to a top side. If he stays at Villa, he'll be known as a brilliant player. He'll be known as a Matt Letizier or or a, 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 you know somebody that should have gone but never quite did. Um, Harry Kane, another example. If he's going to stay at Tottenham, he ain't going to win nothing. So he's going to have to go, isn't he? If he wants to be classed as one of the best, and I think sometimes we underappreciate that Shearer did win a Premier League title um, at Blackburn. And was fantastic for Newcastle and did show some loyalty. And sometimes we need to kind of commend that. Steven Gerrard's another example, could have gone anywhere, you know. So sometimes we have to look at that and say, yeah, fair play. Um, and Brad Richardson said it there, you know, should get more credit for being at Newcastle, in my opinion. I think that he does get credit for that. I think people do like, sit there and say, do you know what, fair play to the lad. But if he would have gone to Manchester United, he would have had a bigger trophy cabinet 
And I mm. think personally he would have been seen as a better footballer because of that. And I know it's not about what you win, but football, in, football is about winning trophies. It doesn't mean if you win one, you're the best ever, but it is about winning trophies. And you look at Ryan Giggs and you look at Alan Shearer, or you look at Harry Kane and you look at Thierry Henry, you're thinking probably on a par in some of their quality, but they've they've stayed at the wrong clubs, in my opinion. So that's just my opinion. I, I think Henry and Shearer deserve to be in there. Oh, can I be uh, in on Shearer? Of course you can, mate. I was just going I to think, come into I you think anyway. The fact, I think the fact that he he managed to be the Premier League's top scorer, um, predominantly at Newcastle, I think that speaks to his character more than it does than if, if he took the move to Manchester United. Mm. And football is about winning trophies, it definitely is, but it's also about the, the mark you leave on fans. Um, and he was bold and brave because he could have played anywhere, Alan Shearer, he, he chose he to play. He definitely was bold. And I think, you know, I commend him for his decision. He, he, he backed Newcastle to, to win at Newcastle, obviously, it did, didn't work out for him in that way. But, you know, um, he could have played absolutely anywhere. Uh, but it's, it's, it is about trophies, isn't it? Ryan Giggs won, what is it, 11 titles? Uh, Alan Shearer won one. I could tell you who I respect more. Mm. Uh, 100% based on the character and the person they were and the impact they had and the fans of the clubs that they, they played for. Uh, and I think that's going to be um, part of it as well. He is the all-time leading goal scorer of the Premier League and he absolutely 100% deserves to be the first man in the Hall of Fame. Mm. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. But do you know what, Billy, what I liked about Alan Shearer the most? Obviously being English, mm-hmm. he done it for England as well. He's yeah. done it for England as well. You give him the ball, he's going to score your goals for England as well. Like, not like the penalty merchant we've got now up front. You know, <laughs> he's, he's going up the leaderboard and, you know, you've got all the Spurs fans. Oh, he's the greatest striker England have ever had. But take away the penalties, he scored about six. So, <laughs> like, Alan Shearer would score goals against the Dutch, Scotland, you know, Germany, you know, the important goals against the important sides. When, you know, Ooh. when we've got... You know, but, look, I'm being a bit biased here now because obviously I'm an Arsenal fan, but you've got Harry Kane. Uh, who people has are... Alan Shearer won the Audi Cup, though? Has Alan Shearer won oh, the yeah, Audi Cup? Yeah, that's true. He has. Yeah. <laughs> and has he got those special boots for scoring 100 goals? Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is, like, you know, you look at... I know it's being very biased, and Harry Kane is a good striker. He is a good striker, but he's nowhere near for me, as good as, as, as Alan Shearer or, or Thierry Henry or, you know, or even there's there's loads of people that I wouldn't put him up there with. I mean, I've got a bit unfair to call him a penalty merchant, but actually... No, go nah. for it. You know, like it's it. not unfair. Like yeah, it's not unfair. <laughs> you know, Harry Kane will score a penalty against Macedonia and Estonia and San Marino and this, that and the other. But what I'm trying to say is Alan Shearer done it on the important nights as well. All right. England, I think that Euro 96 team, Mm. was the team that should have won Plus. the Euros. Do you know, mm. they really should have won that Euros. You know, he, 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 he was he was there, you know, but what I liked about him, because he was, like I say, you do it on the international stage as well, and I loved Alan Shearer. I I can remember when I came out of goal when I was a young, when I was a young fella, I left Ipswich, I came out of goal and because I was, I was quite tall and, I went to this team and he said, do you want to play centre-half? And one of the coaches came over and said, bugger, centre-half. He says, put him up front. So they put me up front and I went on to, well, I scored quite a few goals, but I always used to model myself on Omri and, and Shearer. You know, I used to watch Match of the Day. I used to watch his movement. That's some combination, play. isn't it? Are you, you know? trying to make a case for yourself getting in the Premier League Hall of Fame? Well, <laughs> do you know what, right? I reckon I'd get a few votes. I reckon I'd get a few votes. Um, you got but Billy, you, I've, I've actually, I've absolutely dribbled on there about Alan Shearer, but I think you get my point, mate. 
Yeah, <laughs> I do get your point. <laughs> um, to be honest with you, with Alan Shearer, I'm a bit too young to really remember him. I mean, I was born in 2001. So I think Jesus. Harry Kane... <laughs> um, I think Harry Kane is... Jesus the... Christ, I feel so old now. <laughs> oh, I do as well. I didn't think I was, but wow. <laughs> 2001. How is that even possible? That's unbelievable. 2001. At 2001, I'd left home and moved to another country. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but no, I think Harry, getting back to the football, <laughs> I think Harry Kane is the he's the modern Alan Shearer, if you know what I mean. He's he's going to get more penalties because, as we spoke about, we've got VAR giving penalties for the grays of a boot these days, haven't we? And he, and but, he, and he, like, he likes to fall over as well, doesn't he? He, he does like he does like a little dive as well, doesn't he? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I do like Harry Kane. I think he's a great player. I think he's a great finisher. Sorry to, sorry to say that on... on uh, <laughs> on the same old Arsenal. We just mute, Apologies. We just mute this bit, Frank. Just yeah, mute just, this yeah, bit, yeah, we're not, yeah, mute this bit. I've got to say, mate, that was, that was your time. You've just been cut out. I'm just going to edit you out. Feel <laughs> 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 <Phil> video now. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, looking back at Alan Shearer, he's looking back at the goals. He was just an incredible player, wasn't he? And listening to the stories that my dad tells me, he was just, because I asked him the other day, actually, I said, was Alan Shearer actually that good? And he went, honestly, he was just incredible. Mm, and the goal is. record speaks for itself, doesn't it, really? Yeah, he was incredible. He was. I mean, uh, if you've not really seen any much, if you've not seen much of him, Billy, I highly suggest you go on YouTube or something, mate, and type in Alan Shearer goal compiler or type in all Alan Shearer goals. I think there's a video on there, all Alan Shearer goals. Just watch them. Oh, I don't think there's a boring one now. To be honest with you, I really don't think there's a boring one there. Might have to um, skip, get, skip the ones against Villa, mind you. <laughs> yeah, do that. Do that. You can. You can. You, you don't can remember do that, him anyway, Billy. You're all right. Yeah. He's the bold guy oh, on match of the day, mate. He's, a, he's the bold guy in match of the day. Actually, it looks like if you look for him. He's a he, he is a he's a good shout. Look, Vardy is the modern Shearer. Dan, I'd well, say he's more the modern Shearer. Yeah. He's more the modern Shearer than than Harry Kane. I was hundred percent. Yeah, I like uh, that. Underappreciated, brilliant. Yeah, um, can score all the goals outside area, inside area. Can beat men for pace. Can yeah. out jump defenders, even though he's not that tall. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would much same Vardy. If you could put a narrative of who is the modern Shearer, I think Vardy suits that a lot more than Harry Kane. I didn't realize have... Shearer was that quick, though. To be honest, oh, he was quick. He was, he quick, was yeah, quick, very he quick. Hit them, hit them outside the box and he as, was well. Hard yeah. as well. He yeah. was hard, hard as well. Yeah, hard yeah, yeah. Oh, he went in. Underappreciated he, is the word. Yeah. I would say underappreciated he, is the word. They, they, I mean, he had little spats with Roy Keane as well, didn't he? Never backed down. Oh, yeah. No, Never no. backed down from Roy Keane. He was a bit of a hard man as well. He was a bit of a hard man. Um, Jamie Vardy is a player. I, I really wanted to sign him then at Arsenal mm. when, when, they, when those rumours were going around. I really wanted to take him. Why not? Why wouldn't you? I mean, come mm. from Fleet Town, come from you know, come from the the depths of non-league football up into the Premier League, and here he is breaking records for the most goals consecutive sco- consecutively scored. Again, oh, yes. another player. I know that he's going to get in the Premier League Hall of Fame, but hey, he might well do. For, he might well do for that record. He might well do. I think, I think Vardy and Aguero obviously aren't in the mix because they're still playing. 
Um, but they're two two strikers that deserve to be mm. given a mention, in my opinion. Yeah. You've got to say, even as an Arsenal fan, take my Arsenal out off. He's made the right decision not coming to Arsenal, didn't he? I mean, he did, in the last yeah. five years, he didn't come. He's he's done he's done the right thing. You know, he's become mm. a Leicester legend, and he's he's you know, I mean, he wouldn't have got in the team anyway ahead of Sonogo because he was too good. But um, I think when you look at the when who you has more medals than Harry Kane, he does. He is another <laughs> player. He's another player that has more medals than Harry Kane. Um, so I. <laughs> I think that uh, he, he does deserve a mention. But listen, Greg, this is going to be hard about who's coming in next. I mean, there's 23 names there, you know, and it's very hard, isn't it, to pick six? I don't think they should do it like that. I think they should do it like the WWE. I think they should just do it every year, induct five well, players. Like the Royal in. Rumble. <laughs> no, 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 not the Royal oh Rumble. Oh my God, it's Harry <laughs> Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 but um, like, I think they should. Do, I think they should do it every year. They should, you know, induct. It should be open as a hall of fame, not just a hall of fame team. It should be, you know, open as a a hallway, if you like. I mean, imagine walking down a hallway and having all these players' pictures on the wall. You know, as you're walking down a hallway, you know, there could be fifty, a hundred of them. I think, I think that's the way they should the do year it. Kind of thing. Whoever wins Player of the Year goes into the Hall of Fame, or yeah, something like that, or put it to a vote. But you know, I mean, like. I think a lot of the players from when the Premier League, like a lot of people forget that the Premier League was formed in 1992, right? But a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't remember that the Premier League has been going on since 1992. This ain't a thing that's been going on since 2010. Do you know, like Chelsea fans think, or or, or, <laughs> Manchester, or Manchester, yeah. Do you know what I mean? This league's been going on for a lot longer than that, and some of the players that we've seen in this division. There's there's so many good players that we've seen. I mean, you've got um, who, who who else could you put in there for, from the old days? I mean, you've got um, yeah yeah Paul McGrath, Gordon Strachan, um, Mark Hughes, Brian Robson. Brian Robson, yeah Mark Hughes, Brian Robson, uh, Robbie Fowler, Michael Owen, Gabby you know this. Oh, with the, the the list. Oh, there you go, mate. Yeah, so Man, Manuel Amunia. I mean, the list. You know, the list goes on. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. So I think it's something they should do every year. I think it's something they should um, they should induct five players in every year. And what a, you know, what a thing to have to go on the website and and have all these players framed on a, on a website, you know, and, and and scroll through them and perhaps have some video links to the, to their best you know bits and stuff like that. There has been some fantastic players in this league: Ruud van Nistelrooy, Andy Cole, Dwight York, Peter Schmeichel. You, you, you know, the list goes on. Steve Bruce. You know, people might laugh now when I when I name these names out because people now are like Steve Bruce. What are you talking Steve about? Bruce. Steve, Steve Bruce was one of the <laughs> Steve Bruce was one of the best centre halves, one of the best centre halves the league has seen. Um, do you know, in 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 that year when he was playing for Manchester United, the, you know, his medals his medals speak for yourself. But Simo, Liverpool players that are going in there, um, any of them? We'll really only get one proper nomination. I'm probably Stevie Gerrard, obviously. Stevie G. Um, Jamie Carragher, maybe we can get in for the most own goals. Uh, but yeah. Other than that, uh, yeah, Stevie Gerrard, obviously, just tremendous player. Um, just the best, in, in my in my opinion. Uh, best centre midfielder to, to ever play in the Premier League. And I'll debate that with anybody. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't think you, I don't think anyone could debate that, to be honest. Billy, any Aston Villa player? I mean, like, you know, people Got might Peter be saying, Schmeichel. Peter Schmeichel, uh, yeah. Roy Keane had a little managerial kind of second, second hand man to Paul Lambert, I think it was. He had a little stint at us then, but 
that's it, unfortunately. No player, for, no player from the Premier League era. From um, you know, I know you were born in two thousand and one, but you know <laughs> the league has been going on since ninety two. Um, mm-hmm. Any Aston Villa? Because I mean, look, Aston Villa were well up there, mate. The first few yeah, seasons, right, they were well up there. Big Ron Atkinson, yeah. Adam Ware up there. Barry, 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 second Barry, first league. Well, Gareth think, Barry, he was a bit of a yeah. legend for you, wasn't he? Yeah, Gareth Barry was a yeah. fantastic player. And I'll tell you, there is one I that think could he's go got in the there. most appearances as well in Premier League history, hasn't he? Something like that. So yeah. got, I think. I've got a great He's shout out Aston Villa player. You go, you, you go should go in there. Yeah. Aston Villa. Mm. Oh, Petrov. Yeah, another great player. Petrov, another great player. I yeah. love Petrov. He was a fantastic player in the middle of the park for us. Brad, Brad, uh, Brad agrees with you there, that. Mm. Um, he said Emmy Martinez as well. Emmy Martinez. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fantastic goalkeeper. Huh. Signing of the season. Yeah, made more, <laughs> made, made, made more mistakes than Bert Leno, but Bert Leno still gets the grief. Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's another podcast. That's, you know, that's another part. Paul McGrath's another one. Aston Villa. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, we could sit here all night, couldn't we? We could yeah. sit here all night long. Well, does, does, anyone actually know why, does anyone actually know why Giggs, Rooney, and who was the other one you said earlier, is not in, in mentioned? Why, why is Rooney not in there then? What's going on there? In my head, I know why. Yeah. Is it because he's managing or something like that, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. It's yeah. bizarre, I mean, it's are the people yeah. Yeah, are it the is. people in there still... Is there anyone in there still playing? No, they're not allowed to still be no. playing. They've yeah, they're not allowed to still be playing. I could tell you probably why they're not in there, but if I did, we'd get sued. Yeah, I was going to say... I don't understand... Well, what we said, Brian Giggs has made some questionable decisions yes. in his life. Yes. Yeah. So his brother should go in. His brother should go in for that advert he did. Yeah, yeah, you know the one where he's drink, he's in the pub, he's, he's drinking a, a mug of city tea. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, Ryan, yeah. Ryan Giggs. Uh, Olaf Melberg's uh, a great shout. I've just seen in the chat. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, uh, Melberg's Dwight, another good one. Dwight, Dwight First player to score one. at the Emirates. He was. That's, he yeah, was. that's right. Yeah, that's right. he was. Yeah. Perez, Robert Perez was at Aston Villa Perez, as well. Brad Richards was coming in there. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he was shocking at his time at us, but great player at Arsenal, of course. Uh, what's what's the current topic? We're talking about Premier League Hall of Famers, um, possible Premier League Hall of Famers to go in. Um, we'll leave it there for the evening, lads. I think, how quick has that gone? That hour has um, flashed by, hasn't it? It does flash by when you're when you're having a good laugh and you're, you're having a bit of banter and talking about football. Always good to talk about football. Uh, thank you very much. Over a hundred of you have uh, stayed with us uh, for the hour, listening us, listening to us jabber on. We can't tell you how thankful we are for that. Uh, Please go and follow at Total Screamers on Twitter, where the audio podcast will be available only from the Total Screamers, not from the same old Arsenal podcast, but obviously the video will stay up um, on the channel. Also, uh, there will be clips put up from tonight's show on the Total Screamer YouTube channel. So go over to uh, Total Screamers YouTube channel and subscribe to them as well. uh, Share the love. And obviously, uh, the boys, Total Screamers, are on Twitch. Go over there and follow them on Twitch. And we have also um, started streaming on Twitch. So you can go and follow us as well. Uh, what's tomorrow? Wednesday? Wednesday, it's a night off. Night off, yeah. Wednesday, well, it, well it's not, not, not a night off for me. I'm actually a guest on a channel tomorrow. The Jim Gooner um, has asked me to go on. So I'll be on that at 7 o'clock, I believe. So follow the Jim Gooner on Twitter and he will post out all the details about that. Thursday night, we've got four men and a mic where me, Dan, James and uh, Chris, the Suburban Gooner, will be talking about uh, the Europa League game. And then on Friday, 
Dan with a team talk. Any special guests for the team talk, Dan? Any yeah, we have actually. Review? We have. We've got Warren Barton and Kevin Campbell coming on. Whoa. Arsenal, Newcastle. So that'll be good. I guess. Speak to them too. Um, and get some ideas of where they think or where Warren thinks Newcastle have got it right or wrong this season and me and Kevin Campbell will probably argue as you always do about our tower so that should be good fun <laughs> yeah great and if you need if you need a referee just let me know <laughs> yeah I'll come in mediate, I, I, yeah I'll come in and mediate but um, yeah thanks very much for supporting us lads it means the world to us like the video share the video retweet the video uh, get it out there for us um, and of course if you want to donate to us if you feel like you want to buy us an old beer link in the description uh, to our new donation page until we see you on Thursday take care of yourself and each other my thanks to Dan thank you sir thank you boys enjoyed it as always my thanks to Simo Simo where can the people find you on the Twitter bird uh, at Total Screamers uh, you can find me at Simo TSP um, we're one subscriber off 100 um, on YouTube so if oh, anybody wants to go be number 100 who's uh, going to be number 100 <laughs> get over there we greatly appreciate that um, and you can find all the boys in our link tree as well to, to, to their Twitters absolutely Billy you are on the Total Screamers but you've also got your own I podcast am. as well haven't you mate here's yes, your chance mate plug 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 I've tried to work out yeah there let's talk football just by myself most of the time, but I've also been joined with a couple of friends every now and then. So yeah, if you wouldn't mind going over, giving us a follow as well at LT Football Pod on uh, Instagram, Twitter. We've also got a TikTok as well. So go up. Go there we go. Us. There's all the socials. Get over there and support the lads. Uh, if that's the least thing we can do um, to get over and support each other, so we can keep bringing you these podcasts, and you know we keep doing them. So again. Uh, yes, yeah, so there's lots of lots of uh, things coming in here. Did we hear about KSC? Have we heard about KSC? Yes, we have heard the news, uh, unfortunately, but I don't believe a word of it because, like I've just said, any good businessman has always got a price. You've just got to give him that price, um, and he'll we'll be gone. Hopefully, don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it because you know what's moving. So it must be absolute nonsense if Stan Kroenke is talking. It must be yeah. not the truth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't fall for it again. You know all this stuff coming out that well, they're going to back us this year and back us. Yeah, that's what they've been telling us for the last five years. You know, don't think that um, the Thomas Party money came straight from them because I can tell you that's a load of rubbish and all rubbish, um, absolute rubbish. So look, take it. Look, as uh, I won't, I won't repeat that username, even though it's quite, a, <laughs> quite, a, quite a funny one. Um, we won't repeat that. That's like a FIFA club. Every when I used to play clubs back in when FIFA used to come out, FIFA ten eleven play FIFA clubs every team was called that um, still the same is it, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well there you go uh, take it Holly. with a pinch of salt take it with a pinch of salt we'll see you again on Thursday until we see you again take care of yourselves and each other up the Arsenal Simo up the Screamers <laughs> really <laughs> up the oh the Devonville <laughs> 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 you'll get it you'll get it you'll get it in the end all the best take care of yourselves and each other up the arsenal find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk sport social podcast network it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.